the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day and happy 2022 for us all. Welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead and I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney. And I'm also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. And as I've shared with you in the past, I'm only slightly insane. That is to say, I have spent too much time in law school. As such, I have a JD and in addition, I hold a couple of master's degrees in law. That is to say, I am both a master of the laws of taxation and a master of the laws of intellectual property. And because of my education, my training, my experiences, my observations, and my lifelong interest in business and money and finance, as well as the creation, preservation, and transfer of wealth within families and communities, and the roles that these particular aspects of economics play in the lives of everyday people like you and me, I primarily practice bankruptcy law. However, I also practice related fields such as debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and of course, taxation law. Now, with these areas of law as my reference points, as they relate to personal, familial, community, and small business finance, I've spent the greater part of the last 40 years, both before and after getting my license to practice law, fighting for the economic empowerment economic independence and the economic autonomy of women, people of color, communities of color and the like, including indigenous communities. And because, as I've shared with you before, I grew up as a military brat and also helped create one with my former military spouse, I know firsthand how hard it can be economically for our citizen soldiers, sailors, airmen and airwomen and marines and their families in our sometimes less than patriotic capitalistic based economic system especially after these military service persons separate from their service i also proudly serve veterans of all stripes and in all branches of the military And as I've shared with you before, if the situation presents itself, I am sometimes able to at least attempt to vindicate the rights of seniors who find themselves, ourselves, the targets of, and unfortunately more and more, the victims of some of the most pernicious forms of financial elder abuse you could ever imagine that's running rampant in our society today. So I'm coming to you again today to discuss some of the financial and legal issues confronting individuals, families, and small business owners in our society in general. 
However, I must once again ask you to please note that this show does not provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that is tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you with at least an overall outline of some of the key issues that may help you seek out and find the qualified professional help I believe you need if you're having a legal issue that intersects with your finances and or your other assets. So, I've heard from some of you out there in Radio Land who vehemently disagree with me that the United States Constitution contains or articulates or even implies any so-called right of privacy and that there is no way the, this so-called right of privacy can be inferred from the Ninth Amendment. Now, okay, I hear and understand your statement and your sentiments. Here's my response. First off, thank you so much for listening to this show and for taking the time to reach out to me with your comments, issues, concerns, and questions. I want you to know that as long as we can treat each other with the Christian civility this station has set as an example, I always have and always will continue to pay heed to what you have to say. So please note that in making my substantive response, I'm going to take a bit of poetic license with an homage to a short sequence in the film Matrix Reloaded. Now, this is a 2003 sci-fi film that's one of my all-time favorites. It was produced by Joel Silver at Al, written and directed by Lana and Lily Warshawski, and starring Keanu Reeves as Neo, Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus, and Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity. By way of background, in the sequence in question, Commander Locke, who's responsible for the defense of the only remaining refuge for humanity that it's tucked away miles beneath the surface of the Earth, and uh, he's having a discussion with Morpheus, the then leader of the resistance movement against the machines that have subjugated all of humankind on the surface. Uh, the fact is that he, Commander Locke, does not believe as Morpheus does that Neo, who's been prophesized by the Oracle, a black female computer program originally played by Gloria Foster and then Mary Alice after Miss Foster passed, she prophesizes that Neo is the one destined to undertake the necessary course of action that will free humanity from the Matrix and ultimately end the centuries-long machine war against the remains of humanity. So, when Morpheus once again brings up Neo as the key compo component in determining the next uh, steps to be taken in the battle against the machine, Commander Locke says to Morpheus, Damn it, Morpheus! Not everyone believes as you believe. To which Morpheus responds, My beliefs do not require them to. So that's my response. I respect the fact that some, many, or even all of you disagree with me about the purpose and the contours of what I believe is a constitutional right to privacy 
for men and women, I say uh, that at the very least, the Ninth Amendment cedes this right of privacy. However, please know that I will, and with all due respect, respect your opinion. My belief in my interpretation does not require that you believe as I do, especially when I can at least point to you the basis of my beliefs and invite you to investigate my sources versus your sources and come to a determination of the validity of my belief yourself. Now, just as I witness in my practice every day, my clients and their adversaries in litigation come down on opposite sides of the legal interpretation of the facts presented and derived from admissible evidence. However, at least, uh, that is to say, unless one party is making up facts, that is to say, lying about the facts, there in reality is but one set of facts that are determined by the trier of facts, be it the judge or a jury. Or, as a judge whom I greatly respect has said many times, and I paraphrase, we all have the right to our opinion about the facts and what they mean, but at bottom, there is only one set of facts in any given situation. So, although I had planned to use this, my first show of 2022, that is actually being recorded on December 30th, 2021, to discuss some of the new laws that take effect on January 1, the day this show actually airs, instead, I'd like to use the challenge that you have presented out there in an audience in the radio land as a teachable moment because there are signs that about half of this country has decided to depend on its own set of facts while the other side uses facts as presented. And I'm pr proud to say that I'm part of the latter group. I really appreciate this opportunity to discuss the United States Constitution. As for my source material concerning my interpretations of the Constitution and the statement that the Ninth Amendment provides a basis for everyone's right to privacy, I use an actual copy of the United States Constitution and a great online tool known as the Interactive Constitution made available to one and all by the National Constitution Center, which is a nonprofit. And this Interactive Constitution can be found at Constitution Center, just like it sounds, constitutioncenter.org forward slash interactive dash constitution. Now, the center is located in Philadelphia with a mission to bring together people of all ages and all perspectives across America and around the world to learn about, debate, and celebrate the greatest vision of human freedom in history, the United States Constitution. As a private Nonprofit organization, the center serves as America's leading platform for constitutional education and debate, fulfilling its congressional charter to disseminate information about the United States Constitution on a nonpartisan basis. Now, just to level set, the interactive constitution housed in the center again is a nonpartisan research tool that allows those interested in learning about our constitution, including learners of all ages, including me who want to engage in the text of the Constitution, discover how experts agree and disagree about its history and meaning, and explore arguments on all sides of any con constitutional issue, which, as you know, 
or should know, is at the center of our very American way of life. So when we come back, we'll continue our discussion of the United States Constitution by sharing with you some context, content, and of the document focusing on the Ninth Amendment right of privacy that I believe forms the basis for men and women alike to maintain the autonomy of their minds, bodies, and spirit. So, but first we're going to take a short break and I'll see you on the other side. Now back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we continue our discussion of the United States Constitution by having me share with you all some context, content of the document, by focusing in on the Ninth Amendment right to privacy that I believe forms the basis for men and women alike to maintain the autonomy of their minds, bodies, and spirits, as well as our personal papers, our, you know, uh, and other things, all of which are necessary in our society for us to derive and maintain our life, liberty, and happiness interests in and while participating in our overall society. So once again, I'm using the fact that some of you out there in Radioland have gone to the trouble to respectfully share with me the fact that you vehemently disagree with me that the United States Constitution contains or articulates or even implies any so-called right of privacy and that there is no way it this purported right to privacy can be inferred from the Ninth Amendment or any other part of the Constitution for that matter. And as such, I am using your challenge as a teachable moment to bring the United States Constitution to the foreground and put it in perspective for all of us to see. So again, as for my interpretation of the United States Constitution and my statement that the Ninth Amendment provides a basis for our right to privacy, again, I use an actual copy of the Constitution and an online tool, the interactive Constitution, made available to one and all by the National Constitution Center and can be found on its platform located at constitutioncenter.org forward slash interactive-constitution. The National Constitution Center provides a platform where we can all learn about the text, history, and meaning of the United States Constitution from leading scholars of diverse legal and philosophical perspectives. Now, how can this be accomplished today when everybody's at each other's throats? Well, the interactive Constitution has broken the Constitution down into each of its component clauses, and for each clause of the United States Constitution provides three distinct scholarly essays containing what the clause means in plain English, including a joint essay explaining the parts that are not controversial and one from each side, that is to say from the liberal and conservative views, by inviting, the center invites nominations from two very different organizations of lawyers here in America. One side, the American Constitution Society, and the other being the Federalist Society, each representing the polar opposites of how to interpret the United States Constitution and the, and the laws derived therefrom. For example, 
In this corner is the American Constitution Society, a public policy organization made up of progressive lawyers and others who share the belief that the judiciary should interpret the United States Constitution liberally. In fact, they state at the American Constitution Society's website, which is located at acslaw.gov, that the basis for its interpretation of the Constitution, and I quote, as Chief Justice John Marshall wrote in McCullough versus Maryland, a Constitution's nature requires that only its great outline should be marked, its important ob objects designated, and the minor ingredients which compose those objects to be deduced from the nature of the objects themselves. ACS promotes methods of interpreting the, interpreting the Constitution that give full meaning to its value in it, all of the guarantees it contains, so that it continues to serve the American people for generations to come. In other words, in Selwyn Talk, it is my understanding that the American Constitution Society believes that the United States Constitution is a living organism which must be interpreted against a backdrop of history and lived experiences in the 21st century and beyond by ensuring that our law is a force for protecting our democracy and the public interest and for improving all our lives. And in the opposite corner is the Federalist Society, an organization of conservatives and libertarian lawyers and others who advocate for the interpretation of the legal system in the United States in accordance with a textualist and originalist interpretation of the United States Constitution. At its website located at fedsoc, so F-E-D-S-O-C dot org, it gives a concise statement of its purpose, and I quote, Founded in 1982, the Federalist Society for Law and Public Policy Studies is a group of conservative and libertarians dedicated to reforming the current legal order. We are committed to the principles that the state exists to preserve freedoms, that the separation of government powers is central to our Constitution, and that it is emphatically the province and duty of the judiciary to say what the law is, not what it should be. The society, the society seeks to promote awareness of these principles and to further their application through activities. Said another way, again in Selwyn's talk, it is my understanding that the primary tenet of the Federalist Society's beliefs is that in interpreting issues and laws brought before a court to determine whether the law, the law passes constitutional muster, if upon reviewing the Constitution, the court finds the issue or law isn't written in the text of the Constitution itself, the reviewing court cannot and should not make a ruling in favor of any issue or law by interpreting a more expansive view of the Constitution. And as such, the Federalist Society worked for the nearly past 20 years, its primary mission is to reform the judiciary to retreat to the textualist, originalist view it holds to be the primary uh, issue in the law. So, as a result of having these two polar opposites forced to write essays, 
that are attached to the interactive constitution. I believe it gives us all who are interested in this area a wide perspansive uh, view of what the United States Constitution means. So as a result of the center, again, focusing on the widest range of views on the meanings of the Constitution, each clause of the Constitution, for each clause, a scholar from the American Constitution Society and a scholar from the Federalist Society, each provide their analysis of the clause from the liberal and conservative perspective and one joint essay containing views upon which both sides agree. As such, the National Constitution Center works with the American uh, Society and, and with the Constitutional Society and the Federal Society to help the users of the interactive Constitution explore areas of agreement and disagreement about the Constitution's text and history, how it can be interpreted over time, and what it means today. In addition, each major clause and amendment of contained uh, uh, in the Constitution, the Center has. Uh, uh, added nonpartisan educational resources, including videos, podcasts, blog posts, and the drafting table, a tool that allows users to explore earlier drafts of the Constitution's text. Now, for all the reasons I just provided, I use the interactive Constitution on almost a daily basis to orient or reorient myself on the major issues that I have to deal with each day in my practice and in my writings as they relate to the United States Constitution. Now, focusing on the Ninth Amendment, which states, and I uh, quote, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. One of the pieces of scholarly writings included in the discussion about the Ninth Amendment is that of one of the representatives to the uh, Constitution Convention, Representative Roger Sherman, who um, his view on the inalienable rights of the people that are protected by the Ninth Amendment. And he writes, the people have certain natural rights, natural rights come from God, which are retained by them when they enter into society, any society. Such are the rights of consciousness in the matters of religion, of acquiring property and pursuing happiness and safety, of speaking, writing, and publishing their sentiments with uh, decency and freedom, of peaceably assembling to consult their common good, and of applying to the government by petition to uh, redress their grievances. Of these rights, therefore, sh shall not be to deprived by governments of the United States. And I would say you can't, because of the 14th Amendment, not only the federal government, but state governments. So while I agree with Mr. Sherman's view, I urge you to educate yourself about our government's formation document, or shall I say our reformation document, as the United States Constitution was drafted to make a more perfect union than that created by our initial formation document, the Articles of Incorporation, which, uh, as noted in the preamble, states we, the people of the United States, in order to form, perform a more, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our prosperity, do ordain and establish the Constitution of the United States of America. 
or as stated in the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men, and I say all women, are created equal and that we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights. Among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And as such, our liberty interest includes our right to privacy, in my opinion. So we're going to leave it there for now, but always in closing here at Selwyn's Law, we want to stay on the right side of the law, including having access to and utilizing the tools that our government has provided for us free of charge to help us be informed and knowledgeable participants in the proper function and functioning of the third branch of government, our courts, as we may need to access them one day in order to vindicate our rights and we want to make sure that they are interpreting the Constitution in the manner that it is proposed to protect our life, liberty, and happiness including our right to privacy. But in the meantime please get vaccinated and get your booster shot and even if you have all your shots but even and especially if you don't Please don't let this holiday season lull you into getting or letting your guard down. Instead, please keep your social distance, mask up, and wash your hands. Till next time, take care, and here's to a great 2022. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the law office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.